Hey, it's your host, Mark Santiago. And I'm excited to introduce you to the next level of this podcast, Empowered AF 2.0. 2.0. In this next stage of Empowered AF, we're going to dive deeper into what it means to be an empowered man in his most advanced form. I'm talking healthy communication, healthy lifestyle, both physically and emotionally, and evolving into the man you've always wanted to be. So stick around and join me in this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. Should we get rocking and rolling? Go. I was going to some of the new guys that are just joining um, that are the newer faces. I was going to have them put in the chat. What actually brought them here? Like, why are you actually here? Like what actually yeah. brought you here? I'm curious for the guys that are on this call. I just want to get a little bit of context. Like, why are you actually here? Put it in the chat. Like what is happening? Cause I'm assuming if you're here, something's going on. You're not just here. Cause you like the way we talk. Cause we say something prolific from time to time. You're here for a reason. I thought so they were here for my reason? hair. Aren't they here yeah, for my for hair? hair? Yeah, I've been told that many times. Guys yeah. will be like, you know, I was on Facebook and all of a sudden I see this dude with this weird hair and I'm like, well, shit, it works. All right. There's I couldn't get girls with it, but I got you, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, they're here for the hair. I was going to say, if you're here for the hair, put the number one in the chat. Yeah. But guys, really, like, why are you actually here? Give us a little bit of context, um, you know, like what's actually happening. And we've got one person that have responded. So if you guys are just here to hang out, I've got nothing more to say. He's kidding. Because I'm not here to talk with guys that just want to hang out. Truly, okay. neither of us are. That's not worth our time. But what is worth our time is guys that are stuck in the dogma. Guys that are stuck in the dogma, the in-between place, the limbo, the guys that have no idea what the fuck to do from here. So you're here. I love it. See, now we're getting guys to say something. Thank you. I just wow. had to add a little bit of conviction and oomph to what I was saying. You guys, I haven't had coffee today. I'm on a juice cleanse right now. I'm on number four. I only have six total for the day and it's 10.30 a.m. So I'm kind of mad right now because I'm hangry. But I'm here for it. So. Collectively, we've got guys that are here because wife wants separation. We've got guys that lost their way as a man. We've got some that are separated. I'm here because I want to be a better man. Fuck yeah, Jimmy. I'm here to keep going and keep learning, work on moving, letting go of the past. I'm here to learn and grow. Man. This is good. Yeah, these we guys are like crew. fucking ready. Sometimes Let's go. we got to like pull teeth. Yeah. So guys, we're here to talk about guilt and the guilt cycle matrix. Now. Ooh. I'm going to take this line from Mark. Sounds, we meet good. men in two places. This is from Mark. We meet men in two places. They're either stuck in their guilt cycle or they're ready to take some ownership and take some responsibility. Now, which are you? Put the word guilt. If you're stuck feeling guilty and you feel ashamed and you're just blaming, put the word guilt, blame or shame in the chat. If you are taking responsibility and you've taken ownership, put the word responsibility or ownership in the chat. And I just want to see where guys are at because that'll make the huge difference on where we can meet you and how we can actually support you. Wow. I, think, I feel like they're just copying each other right now. Both. Okay. Thanks, Babak, for being honest. We got an honest answer there. Thank you. Yeah. We've got an honest answer. <laughs> I love it. But have both. Yeah, okay. Both, yeah. I love yeah. it. Because guys go back and forth, right? Now, 
I have this back here that we're going to dive into today. Welcome to class. Now, Mark, this was yours. So I don't know if you want to chime in on this as well. But most I'm, guys, I'm just a squirrel trying to get a nut in your world. I'm just here, dog. I got it. Well, I've got all the acorns. Get ready because I'm going to give them. So, waffling. So, Dan is waffling. So, you're probably stuck in this cycle, right? We feel guilt and then we feel shame and then we blame. And guess what? Then we're just back to guilt. Like, we get stuck in this fickle, this monotonous, this fucking mundane cycle. Now, guys, what if I told you? That we can't work with guys that are here. We can't. We just can't because you feel like we're picking on you, like we're offending you, like we're trying to hurt you more than everyone else that has already caused you pain. Yeah. We're not. We're here because we actually care more than all those people that tell you what you want to hear that say, she's a bitch, fuck her. No, stop hitting the she button and start hitting. The me button. When guys are feeling this, you have two options. You can either sit in your misery and continue to feel more shame and more blame, or you can bridge the gap from guilt to ownership. This is where real transformation happens. Is this making sense so far, guys? Because guys that are just feeling guilty guess what? That phrase, misery loves company, is true. But we're not here to accompany you in your misery. We're here to call you out and call you forward because that's what true ownership is. That's what true responsibility is. And guys, put the word freedom in the chat if you want a sense of freedom. If you just feel like right now you're lacking, like your life used to be so bright and now it's just dull and gray. Man, I love that Babak put all caps behind it because he wants freedom. Like out of everyone here, I'm convinced Babak is the one that wants to transform the most right now. But what about Aaron? He's put he's well, put freedom in all caps. Well, yeah, I, I know. Well, I just saw Eric's. I'm not single. I'm not trying to single any guys out, but I want them to show up at the caliber that they actually desire to. Yeah. Because guys, if you're just feeling guilty, I get it. I empathize for you. But there is light. The moment you start to take ownership, man. Can, can we add on. a word? Can we add a word to that? I know you're excited and you're like, yeah, you're we can word. add words. What color I, do you want? I, I want to add a word to this because I think it, I think it like summarizes the the difference here. Cause we talked about this bridge idea, right? And so it's, it's, there's, there's two chasms that are happening uh, or the dichotomy, if you will. And on one side is the guilt side. And on the other side is conviction and the conviction to transform is the thing. And so like when we, when we talk to guys um, on the phone, um, you know, here in our marketing, like whatever it is that we're doing, what we're constantly looking for is, do you have the conviction to become an empowered man? And, and that journey of empowerment is not a one day thing. It is a lifestyle. And so a lot of guys will be like, oh, I've owned my shit. And what they're really saying is, uh, I actually, I apologized for that one time I spilled the ketchup. Yep. They're, they're not actually taking ownership. And so the, the bridge between guilt and conviction is actually ownership. And so, and so if you're like waffling between the two, it's literally because you're not taking ownership. And so your decision is not, the decision is not, do I change or say the same, or do I do this? The decision is, 
am I ready and willing to take ownership? Because ownership is the catalyst for freedom. Ownership is always and will be the catalyst for freedom. You could look at it from a religious sense, if you follow Jesus and, and the fact that he owned all of our sins on the cross, you could look at it from a business standpoint of a leader. Uh, you could look at it from a political standpoint. It doesn't matter what you actually look at it from ownership. And by taking ownership, you are, you have a catalyst for freedom. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love the framing there by taking ownership. You have a catalyst for freedom. But why is it so many men struggle with taking ownership? Why is it? Are you, you asking? Because I'll, I'll tell you. I mean, it's, it's semi. Yeah. I mean, I want to hear from you, but I'm curious for the guys that are on here. Why do you feel some men just fucking suck at taking ownership? Share in the chat and Mark can expand. Yeah. I mean, I think ultimately men want to feel justified in what they do in everything. And it always comes back to ego and pride, like it's being said here. Ego, pride, fear, failures, all attached, shame and ego. It's all attached to the fucking ego. We don't want to look or feel weak. I mean, that's really, that's really why a lot of guys refuse to ask for help is because if they raise their hand and say, hey, I'm interested in the work you guys do. I'm interested in going deeper. Then what happens is you're like admitting that you need help. And if you're admitting you need help, that's like being lost somewhere and asking for directions. And no man does that, right? We're like, no, 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 I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to find a way because that's I'll what I'll drive for do. the next five hours. Yeah, I'll drive for the out. next five hours until, damn it, I am not going to ask for help. If my dad didn't ask for help, then I'm not going to ask for help. If my dad didn't have to go through therapy or, or coaching with empowered man, then I don't have to do it. And it's like, bro, do you know how stupid you sound when you do that? Like, that's so ignorant and narrow minded because of our own pride and all pride is is self-protection like i think aaron just said it here that self-protection of what of protecting that little boy inside because we're so afraid that if i get gut honest if i'm real with other men i will be judged yep. and if i'm judged i'm judged as a lesser man and if i'm a lesser man what does that say about my masculinity Right. So it's like the pride, the ego is like the outward thing. But the inward thing is this, is that I don't know who the fuck I am as a man. That's what we're really protecting here. Because if you there's there's times, especially when your wife says to you what she says, I don't love you anymore. I want to separate whatever, whatever, all the shit. What happens is what is you start to feel like a 10 year old boy with no hair on his nuts. Am I right? Like when that happens, you start to feel like a little child and you're like, oh my gosh, what do I do? That is the undeveloped, arrested development part of you. And that innocence is gone. And it's like, now what? Who's going to protect this guy? Who's going to protect in here? Am I going to trust other men? Well, hell no. Why? Because my dad beat the shit out of me emotionally. So why would I go to other men? Or so I feel safer. I go to a female counselor, but yet she can't really call me to attention like a man can. And so you spin in loops in this guilt cycle. Letting them stew on that for a second. <laughs> Dan, we got Dan you right now. Yeah, that- we're 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 gonna we're gonna talk to this guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dan's ready. The thing is, guys, if you are stuck here and in the shame and the blame, if you're in this cycle. And that's where you're stuck and you're convinced that that's where transformation happens. 
I don't believe we can actually help you. But if you're a guy that is sick and tired of feeling guilty, of feeling shameful, of just putting the blame on all this fickle bullshit, and you're ready to take ownership, we can work with you and we will work with you. But here's the thing, guys that are over here, this leads to conviction and conviction leads to clarity and clarity leads to action. So many guys try to go from vision to action and shit explodes because they don't have conviction. They don't have clarity. And without clarity and conviction, man, it might as well fucking be imagination. Yeah. Well, isn't that easier, right? Like to fantasize. I mean, oh, that's absolutely. what we do. I mean, right? I fantasize about waking up in fucking Turks and Caicos and just rolling out and diving right into the water. But here I am in Southern California. Yeah. yeah I'm, dreams are fun. Yeah. But yeah. It, it, the thing is, is that fantasy is like, especially when you're in pain, it's easier to live in a fantasy mode because we're avoiding the yeah. pain. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Again, a lot of this has to do with the fact that you're unwilling to lean into the pain. Mm-hmm. And, and, and some of you have been around for a while and you've heard that concept many times and you finally figured out what it meant. But for those of you who are new, what it means is when you're feeling pain, instead of doing things to avoid the pain, instead of doing things to mask the pain, you let it sit and you figure out a way through the pain, not to go around it because the way through, and I've talked about this on um, many podcasts, I think in 2022, where I talked about the, the obstacle is the way, right? And, and this obstacle, this pain that you're feeling is actually the way to becoming empowered. Empowerment is not just a one-time act. It is a lifestyle. Empowerment is in a view of the world. It is a lens that we put on. So when I talk about empowered man, that's a man who literally looks through the lens in every aspect, in every dimension of his life of this idea that, hey, I am not a victim. I'm a victor. I choose to take ownership. I choose to be radically uh, responsible in my ownership so that I can be empowered. Why? Because I'm sick of living like a disempowered little bitch. Like, the, like you, <laughs> to be in my orbit, you have to live a certain way. Joey can tell you this. Yep. Not because I call him out, but because I call myself out. I'm probably one of the most transparent leaders you'll ever find because I believe so whole, wholeheartedly in owning my own shit. I will never blame my team for anything. It doesn't mean I don't hold them accountable. It just means that I take full ownership of where we are at always. And that trickles down into the clients that trickles down into the way we do work here, because that's imagine a culture of men who take ownership over everything. Holy shit. What would that do to this world? What would that do to the political scene? What would that do to the you know, families? Um, imagine if you actually lived your life as a adult male who took ownership over everything. Mm-hmm. It would change the world. And, and I think some of you are just so hung up, so hung up on this idea of that, that it's like, well, it's not my fault. You're right. It's not your fault. What you're experiencing is not your fault, but it's your fucking responsibility to do something about it. Yep. That's the difference. Shame is blame. Shame is, is fault. I'm not here to fault you, but I'm here to call you to take responsibility. I'm just reading I'm like trying not to give too much ready right now. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to overwhelm these guys. Yeah. And it seems like a lot of these guys are ready to make a change. You know, Dan put it simply, if we weren't ready to change, if we could do it ourselves, then we wouldn't be on this call. Yeah. 
Yet so many of these guys just show up to this call. They don't take a step into the next level. Some have, but you're still here. Yep. If the guys that are on this call are ready to take responsibility and truly start showing up and making a change. Now, don't say this just to appease me. Okay. If you're truly ready to take responsibility, if you haven't yet, and this means take responsibility and start actually doing some work. These calls aren't even T-ball compared to the real work that we do. And that's not to minimize these calls. These calls are fucking great. However, the work we actually do, it's the bee's knees. It's the cat's meow. It's the best thing since sliced bread. I mean that. It's <laughs> basically the shit. Problem. Yeah. No, we create transformation. Yeah. Like we change guys' lives. We make families better. We create better dynamics for children in the future. And it starts with you. Yeah. Now, if you're a guy that's ready to take responsibility, put the word responsibility in the chat. And don't yeah. just say it to appease me or Mark. I don't need you appeasing me. Yeah, I mean, I think that when you don't have a grid for it, it's hard to understand the depth of yeah. it, right? And, yeah. and the depth of even the work that we do because of the brotherhood, right? Of guys calling each other forward on a consistent, almost daily basis, right? Like, like this is cool. We're going to... We're going to definitely, you know, uh, encourage you. You're here today. I'm encouraging you and I'm helping you get your mind right. But ultimately it's like, dude, you've got to fucking, you got to live this shit every day. This, yeah. this isn't a one-time deal. And so what we, it's almost like what we want to do is take our operating system for how I've lived my life, how Joey lives his life. And we're going to, we're going to put that inside of you. We're, we're ultimately going to literally put that inside of you. And, and so that, you are living now from that place of leadership. You're living from that place of ownership because I'm telling you, that's where freedom is. That's where freedom lies. Truly, truly. So we've got some guys that are ready to take responsibility. They say they are. And guys, the thing is, even if you've been in our ecosystem for quite some time and you've worked with us, maybe it's time for a tune-up. And I just yeah. spoke with a guy the other day. Man, should I just read the text? Yeah, man, Joey, I need you back in my life, man. Please let me know what we can do to re-engage. You probably knew this was how this would happen. And you said this would happen, but things haven't been going well. And I need to reapply the discipline with what you guys taught me. Yeah, Man, if I had a dollar every time I got one of those messages, man, I'd be pretty wealthy. Yeah. But guys, realistically, what this shows is this is a guy that had a grit. He was taking responsibility, but because he took his pressure off, he took the yep. pressure off, things started to revert. Yeah. And man, this man confided in me. And the thing that instilled him to reach out was that his three-year-old was trying to be the peacemaker. Mm. Three-year-old, hey, hey, just hug. That broke my heart. And I empathized yeah. for him, not sympathized because I don't carry those emotions. But guys, that's what you need is a grid. If the now that you're in is fickle, it's mundane, it feels like limbo, and you just want to be out of the now that you're in, this is the opportunity. If you're ready to take responsibility and get more freedom in your life, this is how. Yeah. So we've got that link in the chat. Do you want to add anything, Mark? No, I mean, <clears throat> I think the thing about you know what, what we've been talking about here is ultimately this idea of... Where, where are you going from here, right? Um, you get to choose 
what this separation and divorce means to you. Think about that. Think about that. You get to choose what this thing means to you in your life moving forward. Everything that happens to you, you get to choose to interpret good or bad. Right? It's like, well, how can some people have something really bad happen to them, but create something really positive? It's called psychological flexibility. It's because they've attuned themselves to a place of ownership to where they recognize that the things that are coming at them may not be their fault, but are ultimately their responsibility. And the men who do well, the men who thrive, the men who get off their ass and and get in, in, in healthy places and maybe end up divorced, but end up in a new marriage. I can't tell you how many guys we've gotten remarried through the process of working with us who are now in healthy relationships. And, and by doing that, they're now in a place of, of, of healthy, right? They're, they're, they've taken that ownership, but it's because they were able to choose what this meant to them. I did the same thing in mine. I, I chose, this is how I'm going to interpret it. This is what it means to me. And this is where I'm going with it. But you, I mean, like at the end of the day, you got married, you chose to deal with this. Yeah, You did. You chose this. You, you might not have chosen what's happened to you. You might not have chosen for her to cheat on you, but you chose this. Now, the question is, what will you fucking do with it? Will you yeah. just continue to complain and bitch and moan and cry about all the shit that's happening? Or will you be a fucking man who rises to the occasion and says, you know what? It's not my fault she cheated, but I am responsible for what I do moving forward. I'm responsible for my children. I'm responsible for my career. I'm responsible for our house. I'm responsible for those things. Mm-hmm. My, my kids went through a horrific time with our divorce, just like everybody did. And I was talking with my son last night, who's uh, almost 17, and we were talking, this is years ago now, and he's like, you know, the house that, that we moved into, he's like, is, is the most favorite house I've ever lived in. And what he means is, as we went through the divorce, I chose, because I had a choice, do I go bachelor pad apartment, living in like a nice place so I can get girls? Or do I create a, what I call Santiago 2.0 family where it's like, Hey, this is just the next chapter in the Santiago family life. We just don't have your mom anymore as if she died in a sense. And I chose that. And by choosing that, my kids got to experience a new level of life that they didn't have before. And it was because I chose to interpret this divorce as something that can be positive, not just all negative. Now, again, you know, my, if you know my story, you know, that I filed. I chose to divorce her. There was so much toxicity. There was no way for me to go back. And I made that decision. It was one of the fucking hardest decisions of my life, but it was the greatest decision I could have ever made. I do not regret it one bit. I am so thankful for where and how I ended up because of it. And in the midst of it, in the pain of it, you're like, there's no way you don't see because all you see is the fog. All you see is the fog of war. You don't see what's beyond the fog. And I'm here to tell you, if you take ownership, if you own your shit, and I don't mean apologize for spilling the fucking ketchup bottle. I'm talking about where you take radical accountability for the type of man you've been, for the type of man you've shown up as, for the type of father you can be, all of those things. If you take full fucking ownership of that, you're given the right to detach from whether or not you can save your marriage. You're given the right to detach from all the shit that could happen because you've earned that right. And in doing so, you've set yourself up for a future that is unshakable. How many of you would like a future that's unshakable? 
That's literally the work that we do. Because when we get you down in that ground and we, we look at the stuff that's happening in your life and we start to pull apart some of these things and you start to see, holy shit, the way I, the way I showed up in my marriage is how I've been my entire life. And I don't have to be that guy anymore. I get to choose something different. And when I choose something different, I'm unlocking something powerful in myself and unlocking something powerful in my children who get to have a legacy. So yeah, my kids are coming from divorce. You can look at all the negative connotations that go with that, but I refused as a father to say, oh, well, because they're coming from a divorce, they're going to be fucked up and they're going to have all these issues and they're just going to be whatever. No, fuck that shit. Because I get to choose my destiny and I choose that as a father for those kids that they don't have to be that way. Oh, and guess what? I get to choose a better partner. I get to level up in how I accomplish that and attract somebody who's got even higher qualities and who isn't even close to what I had before. And that's not to knock my ex-wife. I was in a different place at 20 something years old when I met her, but now I'm in a completely different place and I chose to level up everything I do to hold myself to a higher standard. That is the shift of identity. That is about empowerment. That's the fucking work we do here. Hey, thanks again for joining us on this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. If you're new here, thanks for checking out this episode. And I encourage you to take a visit back to the first episodes in this podcast. Look, we have over 50 episodes on the foundations of how to be an empowered man. I'm talking about in your relationship with your wife, your kids, your work, your boss, whoever and whomever. And I highly suggest you take some time to listen and gain some insight and knowledge from those episodes. And hey, if you want to connect with me deeper, be sure to check out the Empowered Man group. That's empoweredman.co slash group empoweredman.co slash group for latest information and to join our group of other men who are wanting to be empowered just like you. Until then, this is Mark signing off, Empowered AF 2.0.